Howdy and welcome back to Recap Madness Podcast, a podcast about TV by people who love TV. I'm the host, Crystal, and here with my co-hosts, Mel and Chera. Hey. Hello. Today, we are at the halfway point in our Licorice Recoil recaps with episode seven, Time Will Tell. Quick recap, um, the Licorico crew goes head to head against Majima and his goons in a dramatic shootout in the park. Um, Our crew gets away only mildly scathed, and so does Majima, even though he was perched at ground zero of a giant explosion. Mm. Yang found out that Kurumi was the person responsible for the hack in the first episode, and Takina continues to show her character growth by accepting her dismissal from DA as a result of her own actions and not blaming it on little Kurumi. Episode 7 starts off with Takina and Chisato drawing a pic of Majima um, from their memories for Commander Kusunogi. Their pics are way different from each other, Chisato's being far more accurate, but Takina's matching the other pic they have on file a bit more. Meanwhile, Majima is reviewing the drone footage and clocking Chisato's ability to dodge bullets. Chisato and Majima unknowingly share a moment of of curiosity about each other. This was a cute scene with their little drawings. <laughs> yeah, they were so cute. And they were like, like, their little faces. They were just so like focused. I'm like, but at the same time, I was thinking, DA, do you not have a budget? Can you not hire somebody to do this professionally? Right. Like, like have them described. The yeah. <laughs> I guess what's being communicated, though, is that Chisato, with her superhuman eyes, is able to accurately remember what Majima looks like. Whereas everybody else is just like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, she did shoot at him a lot too, so. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) She did have more like face-to-face time with him. I love how Fuki's like comment about there should be art in licorice. Like that should be one of their um, (laughs) things. I was just like, that got me to thinking like, do they get like regular education, like literature and science and stuff? Or is it just killing? Like, do they teach you? Yeah, I feel like it's just killing. (laughs) And also I like how the dynamic between Shisato and Majima seems to change um, in this episode. Just like the way they think about each other is different in a way. They're like, huh, who's this person? (laughs) What are they about? Mm, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Are there some villain star cross lover thing here? No. (laughs) Right. Nope. Don't want that. I don't want that either. (laughs) Let me be clear. That's not what I wanted. I just thought it was interesting that we go from like, almost like you're my prey and I'm trying to kill you to wait a minute. What are you? I just wanted an explanation of about how this man just survived an explosion, but we didn't like it that. Yeah. He's magic. Clearly. (laughs) Um, Okay. So next scene after the opening credits is a lovely day at the cafe with easy banter and happiness. Chisato catches a glimpse of Mika's phone just as he gets a text calling him to a meeting at a bar to discuss Chisato's future. Mika sends her out to change the after lunch sign and makes no mention of the message to her. Later, when Mika is out buying supplies, she confides in the rest of the crew that Lika Rico might be shutting down. She must have really good eyes because I was like, how did she see that message? Right. 
got the whole thing too (laughs) and a glimpse like i had lasik and i can't see that (laughs) i think they always underestimate her eyes too because like it's kind of like okay so you saw her walking by your phone and you knew you just got a text and you know that she you know you know who she is and how her eyes work but you don't even like kind of glance like wait a minute did she see something or like maybe I should take this text away from her. Like I should open my phone away. From her. Keep this in my pocket, maybe. <laughs> that would be probably for the best, Mika. And then just on the like on the kind of day to day tip, I love that the manga lady is perpetually behind on her deadlines. Like understandable. Like it's very relatable content. <laughs> Okay, and so then the ladies adjourn to the back to discuss things. Takina thinks the message is from Commander Kusunogi, who is going to wheedle Mika into sending her back to DA. Takina pretends to take offense, and of course, Chisato goes over the top, hugging up on her and apologizing. Then Kurami is just dropping zingers left and right at the expense of everyone through the whole conversation. (laughs) So I really love the fun banter and comedic rhythm of the scene. Uh, punctuated by little bops on Kurumi's head because she just can't help herself from saying some slick stuff. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so then Kurumi finds the bar forbidden men- far- bar forbidden mentioned in the you know web or whatever, and they uh, they they surmise that it's a dating spot. It looks like a dating spot, and Kurumi and Takina think maybe. Mika and Kusunogi are secret lovers. Chisato and Mizuki insist that they are not. <laughs> that's not a thing that's happening, y'all. Um, and scenes like this is it always it always kind of is funny for me because like I know that in dubs everybody has to record their performances alone, and so just thought of like rhythm of that scene yes those two scenes is so funny because they had to get the good good comedic timing good performance and like have it all work together and they all had to do it singularly and i always think that that's very i always appreciate stuff like that oh that's really cool i didn't know they recorded by themselves yeah because they can't they can't time it any other way um in a dubs yeah so they have to do it all singularly and then the engineer puts it all together that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so fun aside, we go over to Majima on the phone with Robota as he wipes his, wipes down his gun planning some more thuggery. Robota tells Majima about the rumors he was able to dig up on the non-lethal bullets Chisato uses, also being used at the old broken radio tower uh, incident. Majima says he's the one who snapped it, but Robota is slow on the uptake and doesn't get his meaning. Majima puts one and one together and realizes it was Chisato that he encountered all those years ago at the radio tower. He sees it as destiny that they're back as opponents again. Mm. Is this I feel like the flashbacks of like no go ahead Chisato? I can't remember. Yeah, little baby. Yeah, with little baby Chisato with her red eyes, <laughs> looking like the Terminator. Yes. <laughs> Also, she's so small. How little do you wait? How old do you be before they put you in the field? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, 
like goo goo gaga with a gun. Apparently, <laughs> toddler, like, like five years old. Here, four year old, old. take this weapon. <laughs> you can walk, have a gun. Right. I mean, but who would you would you suspect a toddler running around with a gun? Right. <gasps> oh, well, I mean, it's a definitely yes. I feel like the first time he's such a no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, yeah, I would suspect the toddlers I'm related to. Oh, (laughs) burn! I would trust any of them. I feel like the minute he confronted Chisato, he should have remembered the little girl in a uniform that he encountered at the radio tower. Like, I feel like, how is this a surprise? Did you just block it out of your memory? I mean, it looks like he was shot, so maybe he, like, it's gone. <laughs> the right. The memory of it is gone. <laughs> Except for red eyes. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got attacked by a demon child. <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> so, um, during their convo, Majima was downloading a backdoor program into the thumb drive, which is, like, shaped like Robotech. This is the physical program they need to use to infiltrate DA's super sophisticated AI system, Radiata. Robota sends out a bunch of bogus emergencies to make the licorice spread out all over the city. That gives Machima and his goons five minutes to shoot up a police station and get the thumb drive into the chief's computer. It's, re- it's interesting how their relationship has changed, too. Well, he doesn't want to kill him anymore, so I guess that's right. Yeah. And now that Robota's (laughs) definitely progress on their part. And also Robota isn't as scared of him. So he's going back to being like that, you know, jerky megalomaniac (laughs) that rants about things. He's so annoying. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a team up that needs to be really broken up. (laughs) Right. And now they're like, yeah. (laughs) Right. And they're all unified in purpose now. Mm. It's like, yikes. <laughs> like, no, why was this the plan? <laughs> like, shoot up a police station. Why? It's heavy handed for what you were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't everything much about does heavy handed, though? Yeah. Yep. I don't think he knows how to do subtle. <laughs> right. That's his whole shtick. <laughs> the train. The radio tower, and now this. Yeah, it's all just like on 10 mm-hmm. when it could be a two. Right. Mm. That's actually how I play video games. Whenever it's a stealth mission, I'm like, can I just shoot everybody and get <laughs> what I need to do? Oh, yeah, that's like I was playing like a D&D game. And mm-hmm. I was like, can I just punch this guy? And I just got my entire party killed. <laughs> like, well, that didn't go so well. <laughs> I didn't like the way he was talking to me. And I was just like, I punch him. <laughs> right, I was over it. <sighs> oh, no. That was such a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> We're kindred game players. Clearly. <laughs> So the next day, the news is reporting that the police station was shot up by the Yakuza. um, And not a moment after the broadcast, Fuki and Sakura show up with footage of the shootout looking for the Liko crew to ID Majima. 
Kermi lies and says she's a computer specialist from DA so that, you know, they stop staring at her. And also on their surveillance, Majima left graffiti challenging the licorice. Just no subtlety. No, none. None. I mean, I guess it does make sense because his whole thing is like, everything is always so covered up. You know, I'm gonna bring balance by just bringing a ruckus anywhere I go. So yeah, I guess it makes sense. I just need him to rethink his philosophy because this is not yeah. balance. Yeah, it isn't it? What makes this balance? It's the opposite extreme. Like your goal can't be balance if everything is a 10. Right. <laughs> I mean, we can't go from nobody knows about the, the killings and the, you know, the robbings and all that other stuff to, oh, we're going to just blow everything up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that's not, that's a balance. <laughs> By any stretch of the imagination. Now, if he just said, I want to watch the world burn, that would make more sense. But right. Like a lot of jokerist, you know, yes. Yes. things about him. Yeah. yeah, I'm not buying his balance, but yes, he chaos, sure. But balance, no, not buying it. And then I love all the little interactions in this because, you know, Fuki clearly has a little crush on Mika. Uh, and she gets all weird and aggressive and unpleasant about it because, you know, she's a licorice and has not been socialized correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Kermi lying and saying that she's from DA is kind of a bad idea because at any time, Fuki could just mention, like, oh, that 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 uh, computer specialist you send over there is real young. Like, or, you know, could just mention her and be like, who is that? I don't know who that is. Yeah. I thought Kurumi was going to be better under pressure than that. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, with the way they spread information around DA, which is non-existent. That's real. I feel like that was probably a good one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> okay, so later that night, Mika just steps out for an errand, quote unquote. And the ladies kick into gear with their own little secret operation. Again, I'm just floored by Mika not realizing their strange behavior. Chisato seeing that phone message. He's just like, and then he's, and then when he peeks back in, you know, to check on, or, you know, to make sure that they lock up, these doofuses can't figure out how to act naturally. <laughs> I mean, awesome. to be fair to Mika, this is a weird bunch. Right. So, like, them acting weird is, is kind of normal. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, and by the way, I think this card, this Midway card with the little pop punk Takina and Chisato is probably my favorite of the whole series. Oh, so cute. So, so cute. So, of course, these uh, weirdos follow Mika to the bar. Takno, Takina and Shisato are dressed up as a couple on a date. Let's pause and give these baby girls their props. Mm. They look very, very cute. So <laughs> cute. Oh my God. Takina's little suit. So I love cute. Her suit. I love her suit. Yes. So in character. Both of them are mm. so in character. Yep. Yep. Um, in the car, Takina points out, you know, they're on their way on, in the car and Takina points out that not everyone can dodge bullets, thus suggesting that um, Chisato's hidden talent is something related to that. 
Um, and Chisato is doing a, like a self-soothing exercise with her hands as they talk about it. I feel that there's some part of Chisato that might understand her talent is in all sweetness and light, but she's determined to be someone who helps people. Yeah, I think she sort of knows, but that's not what she wants her talent to be. Exactly. Not her real talent. Yeah, like she's like, I'm going to figure out a way to make this, you know, <laughs> you know, not so uh, sweet talent into something sweet. Yeah, yeah and she yeah. feels like she has the wherewithal to do it. I mean, she started not killing people. Mm -hmm. So like she willed herself into doing that and willed everybody around her into accepting it and like helping mm -hmm. her do it. Yep. So like, yeah, it's possible. Making it work. Work. I can do this. Yep. Even talking is not killing people. <laughs> right. Blowing <laughs> arms off. <laughs> That's about it. Maiming, but not killing. But not killing. Yes. I mean, they may have bled out later, but <laughs> did not. That's not the problem. problem. <laughs> what happens after is not her problem. Did not kill them on the spot. <laughs> she did her best. <laughs> and then Takana and Chisato get into the secret elite bar with the silly food-related names Kurumi made up for them on their fake IDs. And they settle in with a line of sight on the bar. Mika arrives in his Western-style date suit shortly after. Mr. Yoshi shows up, and they all feel embarrassed. Chisato and Mizuki realize instantly that this is, in fact, a date. Kurumi is surprised he swings that way, and Chisato takes on the wise sage, telling Takina that love comes in all kinds. Oh. <laughs> One thing about Kurumi, she always needs the tea. Right! <laughs> yeah, but can you break it down for me? Because... Like, I need you to explain everything in detail. Like, give me a like play-by-play. -play, what's happening? Shoot, that's the reason why um Shin Mr. Yoshi blew her up in the first place. <laughs> she was like, what's going on? What's the tea with liquor? <laughs> he was like, bam. A little too nosy. Just in her name. While they try to sneak past the men, Chisato picks up, you know, trying to get back out. Chisato picks up on their conversation and realizes that Mr. Yoshi is a person who saved her life from the Allen Institute. Chisato confronts them. Mr. Yoshi thanks Mika, uh, thinks Mika set him up, and they admit that they saw the text message. Takina excuses herself so Chisato can talk to Mr. Yoshi. One thing that I've realized is that Okay, the reason why y'all followed them is because the message specifically mentioned Chisato's future. Mm -hmm. So even if it was a date, shouldn't you realize that there's still something more to it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I guess the, the obvious date-like wives threw them off and they're like, oh. Yes. I'm not going to dig into this any deeper. Right, right, right. And they, you know, they just wanted some fun sh shenanigans. Let's just be honest. Like, they just <laughs> wanted to get into some shenanigans. They weren't thinking that straight. Um, so Sh Shisato gets to tell Mr. Yoshi thank you and says that she wants to save people like he did for her. Yoshi says that he knows she does that, does want that. 
but she's a licorice and her talent is too. And it's cut off by Kirimi and Mizuki trying to quote unquote fix the situation by making a commotion at the door and prompting Mr. Yoshi to leave. Mika follows him out and tells Chisato he'll be back. I hate stuff like, I hate when like, you know, you're just about to say something and then like you get distracted or like something comes up and you can't say like one or two more words. Like it just annoys me so much. <laughs> like now you'll figure it out in three episodes. <laughs> right. We'll come back to this. <laughs> Put a pin in it. <laughs> I am wondering um, how Chisato and Takana got into that bar where they look like children too. <laughs> They do. Right. Oh my goodness. Dressed up children, but like children. <laughs> <laughs> children nonetheless. Which makes it worse. Like, <laughs> look like kids who are playing in their parents' closet. <laughs> I mean, they look like they're going to prom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, in the elevator ride downstairs, Mika um, and Mr. Yoshi or Shinji are in the elevator and Mika admits to letting Silent Jean get away. Shinji remarks that he didn't, that Mika didn't used to be such a softie. Mika pleads with him to allow Chisato to choose her own path, but Shinji's belief in God dictates that her talent to, her talent for killing is to be shared with the world and they have no right to stop that. He brings up their promise that Mika would deliver Chisato's talent to the world and Shinji gets all sexy with him. But Mika pushes him away. <laughs> Gun. <laughs> he can't pull the trigger and admits that he never could. All right. What, what are we thinking, ladies? What are we feeling? What does that seem like? I am all for it. I did that meet. Coming, and I was like, wait. I perked up. I was like, wait, wait, what's going on? When he put his hand on, on the elevator wall, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> If that was Mika, I would have just pulled the trigger. Oh my god, you like forget any of it. Like, I don't care how cute you are. Get out of my face, blam blam. It's like point break where he's like, I can't shoot you. We'll let you go. <laughs> also a very gay movie. <laughs> it really is. Really, really is. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I need to watch that again. That was a fun one. <laughs> I feel like I can honestly say, okay, the reason why I started watching this show was I saw a gif of this scene. That's the reason why I started I'm not proud of myself. Like, I'm not saying that I'm a good person, but that's the reason why I started watching this show. And it's a great show. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, like, if I could count the number of shows I have watched because somebody has shown me a gif of a gay scene. <laughs> That would make a, a significant amount. <laughs> well, not a significant because there's not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. It's like a handful. But... That's like so. Um, talk... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said that's like catnip. <laughs> right. Like we know why we watched Motherland. <laughs> <laughs> Shh! Don't tell the people. <laughs> <laughs> Takina apologizes to Mr. Yoshi as he's leaving and reiterating that Chisato wanted to tell him thank you. Um, he cuts her off and says that as Chisato is, she doesn't belong here. 
and I'm guessing he means here on earth. (laughs) You know, she doesn't belong here and she's not going to share her talent. I don't know. That sounds pretty ominous, but, but he sees Takina uh, and he he does say to Takina that he has great hopes for her and instructs her to rise to them. What do y'all think about that exchange? Maybe he means he doesn't belong at Lake Rico and he's hoping like Takina can bring her back to the side of killing. Yeah. He's such a weirdo. (laughs) Like, why are you like this? (laughs) And like, what is the Allen Institute? Is it a a cult? Like, what kind of belief system is this? It feels a little (laughs) culty. It is culty, yeah. Yeah. This whole share her gift with the world thing, it's like, it's strange. Somebody who dodges bullets and has like really great aim. So yeah, that's good and all, but like... How's that? How's that a world-changing gift? Right, like shoot everybody. <laughs> is that what? Why is this a gift that needs to be shared? Yeah, I think that that's. I feel like that is what is like throwing me off because it's like there's this. Um, clearly, there's this like theology that no matter what the gift you're given from God, you know, whoever they see as God is giving you need like the your job is to share it whether it's a gift that can help people or a gift that can kill people doesn't matter what it is if you are gifted in that way it is your duty to share that gift with the world and that's just it's definitely an interesting theology <laughs> it's real heaven skatish <laughs> not too sure about that <laughs> i'm not into it <laughs> Tell us a little, what is the name? See that just lost, lost my train of thought. <laughs> what is the name of that cult Tom Cruise is in? Oh, Scientology. Scientology. <laughs> Tell us a little Scientology, yeah. Yeah, it certainly doesn't sound, well, I mean, it doesn't, like I, a lot of times with the anime, you know, a lot of the characters like Shinto, because that's mostly what people are. And like Buddhists, like those two are the things that you see most. And this don't sound like either. So I don't know what Shinto isn't even a a monotheistic, monotheistic religion. So I don't know who he talking about. (laughs) Okay. So Mika goes back upstairs and explains that he didn't tell Chisato because he promised to keep it a secret. Um, She's very understanding and still happy, like happy and like kind of melancholy, but kind of happy. And he apologizes, you know, again, and she doesn't really understand what he's really apologizing for. And that was a really sad moment. How are we feeling about Mika? (sighs) (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) I just, I I thought Mika was on, you know, Tessato's side. And it seems like he's on her side. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm starting to doubt that slowly. Mm. You won't like turn her towards the dark side. Right. Like, I feel like at some point he's going to have to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. He's been firmly on the fence at this point. And that has been, that has, you know, led to some really unpleasantness for Chisato, you know, lately, you know, clearly for the last, however, you know, 10 years or whatever, it hasn't been a problem, but now it's becoming a problem. Because he's so, like he's helped her, like he made her mm-hmm. her non lethal bullets. Yep. 
he's like letting her do her thing yeah but that seems to be not the plan the the long run plan mm. yeah and so then the next day at the cafe mizuki plans to go back to the bar forgotten but kurumi already scrapped their fake ids mizuki runs out saying she'll figure out a way to get in because she's crazy and then takina registers that Jisato is late, but Mika says they should just let her rest. Then Jisato bursts in and ups the energy in the place by a hundredfold, as usual. Takina is happy to have her back and lets all the customers know Jisato has has to change and she'll be right back out. Oh, everything is back to normal. Right. <laughs> um, Except there's this doom hanging. <laughs> right. It's like... <laughs> I love how they just talk about all their nefarious deals in front of the cop and the other. They're like, yeah, we just like, I got rid of those fake IDs. Like, like all the things that they did the other night were like, not thing that they should be talking about the, you know, civilians, but they do. <laughs> like, what do you mean about you got rid of that ID, Kirami? <laughs> What's your deal? I mean, they probably think she's like doing something cute. 10 year old ish <laughs> like oh she's just playing the game right 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 probably some video game they're talking about i like how when the manga artist asks uh, uh talking to her opinion about whether uh, bad guys need to die or not she's like um of course and chisato comes in and says well don't kill off the bad guys it's just <laughs> like little moments that you like pick up on Well, no one questions why these supposed two high school students spend all their time in this cafe. So. Right. They never go to school <laughs> that you've seen. <laughs> so after the closing credits, Chisato is seen finishing up a quick prayer at her locker and about to go back on the floor. Um, she leaves her locket hanging on her locker and we cut to Majima with his own owl locket saying each of us has our own mission wonder what hers could be Robita admonishes him for being so flashy about the police station raid Majima muses that he will show him and everyone else how flashy he can be we fade out on the new radio tower that's almost complete and the flash drive in the police chief's computer see that's what I'm talking about he is not about balance like you want to be flashy just right. <laughs> Although the first thing that I noticed about that scene was like, how is he getting his phone? The stand up on the stand like that. <laughs> <No. laughs> it's like that scene in Nope with the shoe. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just like is I was like, does this mean something? Is he magic? <laughs> his 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 mission is to spread magic throughout the world. <laughs> Also, why wouldn't the DA remove the flash drive during their investigation of that police station shootout? Like, you see Robots' flash drive hanging out of the chief's computer. Shouldn't you take it out? But have they seen Robots? Maybe they just thought it was, like, flash drive that the cop had. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, you 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 make it. You know, you definitely make a good point because I was just like, it's sitting right there, y'all. <laughs> oh well. 
I mean, do they do crime scene analysts or is it like analysis or is that like something for the cops? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess they, you know, I guess probably DA has their own like specific, like they had a specific initiative to try to figure out who Majuma was. So they're not, maybe not like, that's all they were tasked with doing. Maybe I feel like somebody should have removed that thing, but you know, we got to, we got some some danger for future episodes, I guess. <laughs> I'm starting to doubt DA's ability. <laughs> it just seems like, I don't know, suspect, first of all, that they went and they insulted with this, this tiny child <laughs> at the cafe to find out who Machima was. <laughs> yeah, their methods are a little questionable at this point. <laughs> well, they were really just trying to figure out based on, they were like showing, what's her name? They were showing Takina and Chisato, the guys so that they could ID him. But yeah, like it does seem, yeah, in in general, that just seems like they very ad hoc and, and, and very, they don't have the cleanest methods. <laughs> and they don't seem, yeah. Yeah. They don't seem to like care about their agents enough. Mm-mm. Like, if it's, like, if you have to shoot down a whole bunch of people, then yes, DA is mm-hmm. done. But, yeah. like, investigating a crime? <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, we still don't know what happened to guns. How <laughs> <laughs> many months ago was that? They we were back and they got some. <laughs> and he keeps using it on y'all. <laughs> I mean, they still don't know... Kermie was the one who did the hack. Nope. And she's actually they think that they think that Walnut's dead. Sorta. I mean, it's funny because Commander Kusunogi, when they she gets the she gets the news that he's dead, she doesn't even completely. She's like, I don't know. Like we can't just take the you know rumors from the dark web, but ain't nothing else we could do about it. Oh well, let's move on. Let <laughs> me just that- move on. The Rico crew did like this off the books <laughs> mission to kill Walnut, and DA didn't figure it out. Oh, huh. They probably don't even pay no attention to Luca Rico. Like they probably like they over there doing their thing. The only time they pay attention, the only time they pay attention to them is when they show up at their door. Like immediately, you need to do this, or like you know, like they call Mika every now and again, or they say like Sato needs to come over here now. Like they, they don't actually care what they're actually doing. Like they work with kids, they work with you know Japanese learners, they work with the yakuza. <laughs> And and they don't care. They don't they don't care about any of the other stuff that they do. Which makes sense. But like <laughs> the outside stuff, like all those guys shooting up a warehouse and then a guy in like what was he in a bear suit or a chipmunk suit? Right, right, right. <laughs> broad daylight. <laughs> you make a very good point. <laughs> and there was like that whole car chase sequence. Oh right. How do they, how do you cover something like that up? Mm-mm-mm. DA, get it together. Oh, yeah, they really need to get it together. <laughs> <sighs> Any other thoughts, ladies? I'm still no. waiting to meet the boys' team, the little bit. <laughs> I <hope> okay. <laughs> what are their names again? Lily Bell. Lily Bell. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Any, any, uh, any uh, hopes for you, Tara? I just really want to know more about the Allen Institute. Like, what are they uh-huh. up to? Yeah. Like, what is your deal? What do you do <laughs> exactly? More details about Allen is definitely something that's needed. Uh, all right. Well, there you have it. That was a great episode. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. We learned a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to the next one. So that next one is episode eight and it's called Another Day, Another Dollar. Um, so I'm glad we'll be able to look at that next week. I am thankful no one got hurt in this episode. <laughs> yes. And we just got to see cute outfits and people going out. It's a nice change. Right. <laughs> Lots of episodes have been a little hard. Right, <laughs> just the last one. Lord. <laughs> And next week, if I'm remembering correctly, is another cute one, so. Oh. <laughs> What's up, Recappers? It's Chara here to remind you to rate, review, uh, share the podcast with your friends. Uh, if you'd like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at It's Recap Madness, or you can reach us by email at recapmadness at gmail.com. See you next time.